0: The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God Amen. Today is the third Sunday of Toby. And today's gospel was from the Gospel of St. John. It speaks of a certain period of time where the overlap of Saint John's ministry and Saint and our Lord Jesus Christ's ministry um, occurred. So there was an overlap where they both were serving at the same time. And a dispute happened between some of the Jews and the disciples of St. John. Regarding the topic of purification, the Old Testament purification methods, and if the Old Testament laws are enough for purification, or if this baptism that St. John was doing was even necessary. So, in essence, they were provoking the disciples of St. John saying, See, look, what value is your master's baptism? What value is St. John the Baptist's uh, baptism? Look, everyone now is following Jesus' baptism instead of John's. So, their intent was to disprove the need of baptism and the sufficiency of the law for purification, which of course, as St. Paul talks about later, is not sufficient. Um, But they accidentally, in doing so, praise and witness to Christ, saying that all of the people are going after him. And St. John's disciples were troubled by this. uh, They were troubled by this confrontation with the Jews that they accused him of, of such a thing. They had lack of understanding, and because of this, they lost their peace and were troubled and challenged by this. They therefore ran to their teacher, St. John the Baptist, for healing. And scripture, as, as scripture always tells us to always be prepared for these kind of encounters with people. Um, it says that we should always have understanding and wisdom and always search the Scriptures and count them to our memory. Isaiah chapter 33 says, Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. In Hosea it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and many other similar verses that encourage us to dive deeper into our understanding. Uh, verses from Job, Proverbs, and the Psalms, and all, all, all throughout scripture, we're told to dive deeper into the scriptures and to understand it in greater depth. For the, um, the, so the disciples of John came to him shaken. They were a little bit shaken. And, but John, as a good teacher and a very loving teacher, takes them and provides a very lengthy response that we read today, full of beautiful spiritual benefit and wisdom. We, can't, we don't have time to go through all of it, but we'll focus on one thing today. So when the disciples came to him shaken, St. John responds to them saying, You yourselves bear witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I have been sent before him. He reminds them of something he already told them, and that they were, already, they were shaken because they basically forgot what, what he told them previously. And it gives us a very nice, uh, in this one verse, it gives us a very nice spiritual lesson, which is that we should have spiritual remembrance. We should always have memory, spiritual memory, and it's critical to our spiritual life. For example, when we consider the Israelites who, after witnessing the firsthand, you know, all the many wonders and and glories that God did for them, um, and how He released them from slavery through. the the plagues and all the other miracles and how they walked between walls of water and they saw pillars of smoke and fire. But what did they do only like a handful of days later? They melted their gold, shaped it as a cow, and they started worshiping it. It seems insane, right, that they would go from this to that in such a short period of time. But this is what happens when we all fall into that same trap, when we don't remind ourselves of the much greater wonders that we've witnessed, more than the 10 plagues and the parting of the Red Sea. We must always remember the words and the works of our Lord Jesus Christ. Spiritual remembrance has many benefits and forgetfulness of the spiritual life also has many dangers for us. So let's look at uh, some examples of how this is the case. So remembrance of God's works that he performed in our life helps us to live a life of contemplation and contentment and thanksgiving. Contentment and thanksgiving. When we remember what God has done for us, it gives us th- a life of thanksgiving and a life of contentment. This is a very, very uh, valuable quality for a happy life, as the Bible reminds us in 1 Timothy chapter 6. Godliness with contentment is great gain. So when we remember God's uh, works, we, we are very thankful for it, right? The opposite is that a life of dissatisfaction, disillusion. Uh, never happy, uh, envy from others who have things that we perceive we don't have. This is a miserable, miserable way to li- uh, live, of course. But when we consider the good things that God has done for us, when, um, and we're very truthful, even during the middle of tragedies and challenges, we have to endure, uh, we begin to live a life of thanksgiving and contentment. Our tendencies sometimes are always to focus on the negative, but when we force ourselves to remember the good things, um, we, uh, you know, we oftentimes, even in the worst of scenarios, we remind ourselves that the good things outweigh the bad things by many measures. Uh, I'm speaking, of course, of things of this life. Uh, the good usually outweighs the bad. But even putting that aside, let's say it's a terrible life, you know, considering the spiritual is, uh, and the blessings and the eternal promises that God has given us, even that far outweighs any kind of negative things that are in our life. Uh, in, In 2 Corinthians, it says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. This is what the martyrs and the confessors teach us, right, who give up their lives even. So let's remember the good things that God has given us in this natural and physical world, but also, and more importantly, the things that God has given us uh, in the spiritual reality as well. And if we do so, and if we remember these things, as St. John told his disciples to remember, we will live a life of thanksgiving and contentment, which is, of course, great gain. The other thing that remembering also helps us is remembering a life of faith. It helps us in our life of faith. Believing requires us to remember. It requires us to remember the words that we, um, that were spoken to us and that w- the words that we've read. Uh, we need to remember the wonders that God has performed in our life and those who have gone before us. Uh, these are real experiences that we need to always bring to our memory and then the memories of others who were in charge of like our children, for example. In Exodus it says, And you shall tell your son in that day, saying, This is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came up from Egypt. And in Psalm 44, it says, We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us what deeds you did in their days. And in Psalm 77, it says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the wonders of old. That we remember history and that those who have gone before us, this is very important for our spirituality as well. That's why studying history brings us a lot of benefits as well. We remember the failures and the successes of those who have gone before us and how God deals with each. We remember those who have gone before us and remember that we too are part of that history. And those after us will be impacted by our words. We know that whatever we do will also become history one day. And we remember that uh, the people after us will be impacted by our words and our actions. This is why the church emphasizes this with the various feasts in our church. uh, When we just read the Synaxarium, for example, um, the the church calendar is uh, focused on this that we should always remember critical things in scriptures. For example, the seven feasts in our church uh, that of the Annunciation, Nativity, the Wedding of Cana of Galilee, which we just celebrated a couple of days ago, the Theophany, Palm Sunday, Resurrection, Ascension, Pentecost. That we you know the, these are critical things for our salvation. That the Lord. Uh, through uh, the guidance of the Holy Spirit established in all of our churches that we should remember these things uh, often. And so the church is constantly having this calendar and bringing forth these critical things and bringing it to, the, to our front uh, part of our memory. Um, we read about these lives of the saintly fathers. We read the serum, We read the, church, uh, the writings of the church fathers about, their mother, about the mothers and fathers who have gone before us and the major events in church history. We see God's actions in our lives. We have also the icons that we have all decorated in our homes um, and also in, in the churches. And they're not just for decoration, but always to keep before us the great, the great works and the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ and all of the lives of the saints. So we remember how history has impacted us and how we got here and who we are. We remember our place in history. You are part of that history and you are forever linked to all the saints as well. This is not something that's separate from us. We are part of this. We recognize how history helped pave the road ahead and we learn from those who have gone before us when we remember that. We also, also remembering God's power helps us when we're faced with dauntless and, and like, impossible tasks in front of us we all have these big mountains that have to be moved in our lives and and sometimes it can appear almost impossible one remembers uh the impossible odds that nehemiah faced when we building the walls of jerusalem challenges both on the external with all the various enemies that he had to face but also the internal the people uh within the walls that were trying to build the walls were full of despair and grief But he, seeing those challenges, turned to prayer and said to the people, Do not be afraid. Remember, remember the Lord, great and awesome. Fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses. God will fight for us. And we know with God's grace that they were able to accomplish even the impossible task of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. In St. Paul's famous uh, letter, uh, or famous letter uh, on the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, the, the famous chapter on faith, uh, after defining what faith is, he then proceeds to bring to our memory all those who acted with faith. Uh, he, he lists out Moses, he lists out um, all the various saints of the Old Testament who did amazing things through faith, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the, age, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became violent in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again. We also remember, when it comes to faith, the unshakable and unconquerable theology of our church. When, when, um, so that when we're approached by those who would challenge the faith, we're not caught off guard. We're able to not be shaken like the disciples of St. John when they were approached for them, they were a little bit shaken. We shouldn't be caught off guard because of our lack of memory of scriptures when others throw out to us like maybe two or three verses or throw out some philosophical uh, concept or something and all of a sudden we get shaken. But if we're constantly reminding ourselves of the things that give us that firm foundation, we're never going to be shaken and we'll maybe even help the person who's talking. Because after all, we live in Southern California and we'll encounter every kind of Thought, every kind of uh, belief, every time of, every type of, uh, every type of uh, concept is is going to be faced. We're going to face it, and our children are going to face it in school even more. Uh, so we should be prepared for that. But thank God we're on firm ground with regard to the faith, and are able to discuss with anyone, no matter what the background. We're able to have this discussion with anyone. But it does require us to remember the teachings, remember the scriptures, remember the church fathers, the history. Remember all of these things so that we are prepared and not shaken. It's not an accident that during the many church services, we recite the statement of faith, which is, of course, the Orthodox Creed. We say it many times. Um, Many of you have it memorized, right? Most of you, I would say, have it memorized. But we say it again and again to force us to remember the the, the essential parts of our faith and our doctrines so that it's always on the front and center of our memory. We also need to remember that when we stumble, that God will always accept to us and we have to return to him. We may have forgotten our first love as it says in Revelations. And we need to remember from where we have fallen so that we can repent and return to God. Your feeling that God is far away from you is a feeling that the intimacy that existed before right now no longer exists maybe because of a sin that has uh, made us fall or maybe just because of uh, lethargy right or uh, the fact that we're not um, eager or showing zeal in our in our spiritual life anymore so that zeal or that intimacy that we had with God no longer exists but then we remind ourselves that God is present and we remind ourselves that it's easy for us to return just like the prodigal son Remembered, he remembered. What was the reason why he came back to his father? Is that he remembered the life he had with his father. Um, and then once he remembered, he decided to return. And we need to remember there is no better home for us uh, than with our Father, our Savior, and we need to return to Him. But in order to return to Him, remember that you belong to Him. We belong to God. The devil and the evil world. Uh, that surrounds us has a system that is trying to convince us of something different that we don't belong to him and it's wrestling us away from god but god out of his love for you is holding you fast because you belong to him and he is saying to you return to me return to your purity which you had before you were when you were abiding in me return to your calm and peace for you will have nothing of the sort without me we remember his love and his great desire for us to be reconciled to him. Remembering uh, his love for us is so great that he will never abandon us, right? He will never abandon you, even in the height of our our stumbling. Um, Doing good, uh, you know, during good times, we remember that it's him that holds us, right? And that by his mercy, we stand. But also during the bad times, we remember that he's able to lift us up again as well, uh, very quickly. Therefore, we need to keep these valuable church traditions that close to us, That, not that they themselves are the goal, but that they are effective in reminding us of these things. The church aims at reminding us of the mighty acts of God accomplished in our church history. Most importantly, we read, of course, the, the scriptures on a frequent basis so that we can always keep the teachings of our Lord front and center in our memory. Other readings, such as the Church Fathers and early church century Christianity, um, that's very e- uh, efficient for us to bring to our memory the things that are critical, the hymns, the icons, the feasts, and the fasts in the church. Also, to remember, you need to find time alone. You need to, at the end of your day, find a little bit of time to go on your own and to reflect on your day and to remember the good things that God has given us and so that we can return to Him. We should have discipleship with our father confessor, speak about God. Speaking about God to our children and to those around us at work or at school um, actually causes us to remember as we're speaking. And also, as we speak, we bring out those things from our memory. And not only are we helping others to be reminded of the glories of God, but it also reminds us who are speaking as well uh, to our families, to strangers, to those at work or school, anyone in our sphere of life. Finally, when we're asked to remember these critical things, sometimes because we're human, we forget. We can barely remember what we did last week. And so human beings forget that's what we do. But nevertheless, God is able to help us to be reminded. After the resurrection of Christ during the Holy 40 Days, the Bible says that he helped the disciples remember. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you. So he reminded them of the three-year ministry and the things that he did while he was with them. That all the things must be fulfilled which were written in the law and Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning them. And he opened their understanding that they may comprehend the scriptures. So he is the one who is helping us to remember. So may God always cause us to remember his greatness his ever-presence in our lives, his eagerness for us to return to him, and his love for us, to whom be glory forever. Amen.